What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. Fat loss, getting toned, and simply getting in the best shape of your life does not have to be reduced to endless cardio and restricted diets. They can suck a dick. It's my goal with the show to give you practical insights, strategies, and the power to achieve all of your fat loss goals. I want to change how we play the game. Oh, what's up, everybody? I already forget my new intro. Damn it. I should have listened to the last episode first. One of the last episodes. I came up with something fucking cool. And I forget it now. So it must not be that cool if I forgot already. Well, this is my life. And you're all here for the ride. So thank you for tuning in today. Today, I got a good one. I think it's good. I am particularly... Oh, I said that pretty good. I usually say particularly slow because I can't say it well there's some big words like multiple syllable words because i speak fast sometimes i struggle to say particularly is one of them but i'm fucking nailing it um i'm extremely biased here you know i think every episode is good because i'm the one fucking behind the mic but you know you know that that i guess it's a nature of the, the beast if you will i got a cool led not led i have a cool new light in my office and it's like colors change it's really fucking cool but none of this matters do you see how easy it is for me to get distracted that's why i put notes out right next to me i have my water because it's like a spit in the face like tyler focus drink your water bro i never got diagnosed with it but i'm half convinced i have adhd caffeine may not help but it doesn't matter because i'm over caffeinated sleep deprived and ready to give you a kick-ass fucking episode who's fucking ready say i I really hope someone just said I in their car driving to work. <clears throat> Today, I want to, I want to stop. No, I want to go through, give you some insights, and then give you some some takeaways to help stop to help you with overeating. You know, I think it's something especially especially with the way um, processed foods are made today. They're super palatable. Like it's, you know, they have the right blend of sugar and fat and salt that just get our taste buds going. Like get me a good fucking vegan donut right now. I'll demolish that motherfucker. So I want to go into this a little bit. I have a couple angles I want to come at because I understand everybody experiences these types of things differently. And I personally would argue that overeating is very similar to like an alcohol addiction or you know smoking cigarettes doing any other kind of hard drugs drinking water water break everyone drink your water Mm. yeah gotta stay on top of that if i'm gonna over caffeinate my fucking soul but i would argue that they're they're all really similar because humans at like a base level we just kind of get into rhythms and patterns and habits and that's one of the the areas we're going to talk about today but it's 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 important to understand that we get into these patterns because when you can and maybe maybe you want to look at it differently let me see if i can google a different word for patterns but the human brain it gets easier to begin to make changes when you can label something and this is like a catch-22 because we've began to label shit in the modern world like modern medical and you know uh mental illnesses and and the problem with that so it's like you got to be careful and maybe i'm throwing a lot at you guys right now but i'm pretty sure you can all handle it but so we have 
the human brain can we we can begin to make changes we can begin to acknowledge things when we can put a label on it so for example if you're feeling discomfort if you feel out of place you know maybe it's just anxiety when you can label that it's like okay i feel anxious when i'm in this situation so one you can avoid the situation you know not go to the mall during rush hour you could begin to dive into your anxiety and be like okay why am i feeling anxious all the time what is it why why do i get this way what's causing it what can i do about it right and, and we're going to talk about all these things <clears throat> um and on the other hand you know we have medical care professionals who swear an oath to do no harm label a child and this is why i'm really glad i never got diagnosed with adhd with ADHD, give them some kind of drug, and then this kid is now living with this diagnosis the rest of his life and identifying with it. So when he's 27, he'll be like, yeah, I never did this, that, and the other thing because I have ADHD and I can't focus. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Don't let this bullshit society and its limitations hold you back. Don't let anybody tell you that there's something you can and cannot do. Look, I may have ADHD. I may not but I don't give a fucking shit because I'm still going to get shit the fuck done. And like, if you have that like killer kind of mindset, I'm not saying go out and kill shit, but like you want to like, nothing's going to get in my way. Your labels can go suck a dick. And I, I'm like, I'm fucking fired up today. So there might be a little bit more profanity than normal. Like just nobody's going to stop you. You will literally become unstoppable. So, okay. I got really kind of sidetracked there. So when the human brain can kind of identify something and, and put a label on it, we can then begin to make changes. And I think this is where science, science quote unquote science, the, the fucking science, medical care, health care, the crap, all that stuff has kind of gone wrong. It's like, okay, here's your label. Now, this is what we can do about it. Uh, instead of being, here's your label, here's a drug. It's going to do virtually nothing but fuck you up. That's really kind of, if you actually stop and think about the medical care system, that's what it really does. So, Okay, enough about my shit talking on our healthcare system these days. Um, when you can identify what something is, you can then begin to break the pattern. You can begin to do something new, right? So now that we understand that, if we're on agreement, do you agree with me? Okay, so, oh no, I Googled pattern synonym. So label, no, yeah, label. No, no, pattern was the right word, wasn't it? Someone needs to be here talking to me. A co-host would be dope. They would definitely keep me on track. So guys, if you tune into the entire episodes, I really appreciate you bearing with my uh, chaotic brain. That was a note to self to stay hydrated. So, we got anything good here? Formula, blueprint. I mean, maybe if you want to use that instead of pattern. Uh, activity, example, maybe. I don't know. I don't like any of these. I think pattern works. So, I think one thing that really helps, and one of the things I've really tried to do in my own life. Um, when it comes to everything is just look at things from like a biological lens and let's, and I really like, if you guys have been listening to me long enough, you know that I like defining my terms so that we are all on the same page. You guys know where I'm coming from. And if you disagree with me, we can talk about it. But, um, when you guys understand what I'm talking about, I think things make more sense. If I just say biological, if I try to look at things through like a biological lens, you, like someone might say like, see it differently because like in high school, I learned about biology and genes Today, I see biology like it's just the way the environment flows. It's the way humans are supposed to to work. And I don't mean like you have to go work a nine to five or whatever the case may be, but the way your body is supposed to be in synergy. So 
Okay, what do we got? What kind of... So, okay, here we go. Of, relating to, caused by, or affecting life or living organisms. Yeah, see, the third definition down was relating to genetic lineage. That can suck a dick. The fourth one, well, like, so being male or female by having the chromosomes for that sex. Yeah, so of relating to, caused by, or affecting life or living organisms. So if we look at things through like a biological lens, you kind of go back in time to like the caveman days, human caveman days. And, you know, we uh, today have the brain of our ancestors, the cave cavemen, but with modern day problems. So one of the beautiful things human evolution has kind of put into our brain is this this switch. It's like, think about like your brain has a light switch in it. And oh, this is like a really good analogy. I'm literally coming off this off the, off the cuff and I, it's awesome. So then you have like a light switch in your brain. And when you feel threatened, you are scared, angry, frustrated, uh, anxious, I'm trying to think of other like emotions that kind of put you in this state, your brain <clears throat> will sense that uh, state change so you shifting from maybe like in a really good mood to scared anxious uh mad angry frustrated and it'll flip this switch into fight or flight mode and what happens is your body then begins to shuttle nutrients blood all that stuff to like your muscles and your limbs so that you can get ready to fight or flee flight and this was extremely beneficial back in the olden days when we had to go hunting for our food we had to go uh go scavenge around for crops all over the place when we were being chased by lions and tigers and dinosaurs i don't even know if we were ever actually chased by dinosaurs but when we were chased by like killer fucking carnivore animals and it was extremely beneficial because it gave us like the fucking drive to like yo get like move bro a lion's coming to eat your face off and so when you understand that, you can then kind of begin to dissect the rest of it because today we're not being chased by lions. We can go to the grocery store and get food. We don't have to worry about finding our next meal. And when we understand that, it's easy to recognize like when you're in like a bad mood like that and you're, you're anxious or scared or, or mad, you're like, oh shit, I'm in that like fight or flight thing. And so your body is reacting to differently than if you were like in a loving mood with like your partner or if you're happy. And so one of the things I started doing with this, so like, okay, you understand the biological side of it, right? You understand that your brain has this switch and when you're scared or angry or frustrated or anxious, your, your brain, like you don't even realize it's happening. And I think personally, I believe that you can really begin to control this. However, I don't know if most people would wanna do that. Um, when this begins to happen, like we know that's gonna happen when you're when you're in that state. Your brain automatically flips a switch for you. Just think about like the automatic light you may have in your house. Like it just kind of, the cla oh the clapping light. Do you guys ever experience that? Like you clap on, clap on. It's just like it automatically turns on for you. You go into fight or flight. You're not no longer in rest and digest. You're no longer chilling. You go into I'm gonna fuck shit up mode. And sometimes this can be like scared or anxious, right? They're all gonna have the same response within the body. So one of the things I really started to do in my own life, and I really think this is like super useful if you can recognize the difference between when you're happy and when you're anxious. And maybe, and like guys, I, I really hope somebody listens to this for a moment. It's very possible that you live a lot of your life in fight or flight. You're in that stressful state a lot. And this is why people say stress can be bad. Stress in and of itself is not bad. Humans need stress, we need to adapt, and we need to, to move forward. 
However, when we stay in this fight or flight, which is what a lot of people do because we like it's kicked on through judgment from other people these days. You know, we're scared of viruses that are in the in the world today. We are scared of cancers and getting hit by a car and shit like that. All these things that we have in, at, uh, in front of us today, it's so easy for this, this fight or flight sense to kick on in our brain. So one of the things I want you to do, if you're still with me here, is take a deep breath. When this happens and you notice it, and again, this could be very well be how you spend a lot of your days. I'm not even kidding. I, this used to be me. I used to be so fucking anxious that I would spend 90% of my days in this state. It wasn't until I could go home and have a beer that it would go away. Don't do that. <laughs> Definitely not a way to handle it. I would, now it's like, <sighs> take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, fill your diaphragm up, fill that belly up, allow yourself to relax and remind yourself that you're fucking safe. And the reason this is super important to get to understand is because here we are 13 minutes and finally getting to the fucking point about overeating is because we associate food with this fight or flight mode, the state. And when you understand that, because back in the, again, we have the brains of our ancestors, but problems they never had to deal with. You can understand now that the human brain will go into fight or flight when we are hungry. So if you're trying to lose weight right now, your brain will sense that you're hungry. I'm like, I need to get food, food, food. You'll be in fight or flight. You'll get anxious. You'll get nervous. You'll get angry or frustrated or something like that. And when you begin to understand that, you can calm yourself down and be like, hey, hunger's normal. I'm going to repeat that for anybody who didn't hear it the first time. Hunger is fucking normal. We need to normalize hunger. Like it's okay. It's normal to be hungry. Think about it. We never used to have up until the last 100 years grocery stores around the corner so now that we do food is so accessible so feeling hungry seems like a fucking death sentence but it's not so take a deep breath especially if you're hungry or if you just feel this state coming on man this is just practical information for anything but like fucking hunger especially for overeating especially because like when you're hungry you deprive yourself of food like oh you can't have food we're losing weight you're fat you're sitting there fucking shitting on yourself you just kind of take a deep breath and calm yourself, center yourself, remind yourself that you're safe. Because again, your brain doesn't know the difference between what you're thinking and what's happening around you. Your brain only senses what's happening in your head. So when you constantly stress out about being a little hungry or starving yourself and you kind of shit on yourself a little bit, what's going to happen is it's going to perpetuate. And then you're going to finally get that food and you're just going to go fucking ham on it because the human brain has been has evolved to crave these fatty sugary salty foods because again going back to human evolution back in the day we didn't have access to it so when our ancestors had the ability to get their hands on this shit had the ability to get their hands on like this big juicy vegan donut i don't know why the fuck where they'd find a vegan donut at when they had the opportunity for it, they savored it. They went ham because they didn't know when their next meal was coming. You and I know exactly when. And for me, it's going to be in about an hour because I can fucking plan that shit out. Now. We don't have those problems, but our brains still function in the same way. So looking at things from like a biological lens when it comes to overeating is huge because when you can remind yourself that, hey, I'm safe, first thing. First things first, I'm safe. My next meal is going to come in like three hours, okay? I'm hungry. That's normal. Talk yourself off. Like going back to like three episodes I've done on this, 
mentally coach yourself back off that ledge. You're not going to die. And look, I, there's probably someone right now who's just like, yo, this just seems a bit dramatic, but like, I'm not kidding. The human brain works this way. And whether you think I'm crazy or not, whether you actually believe me or not is a completely different ballgame than what's actually happening. And this is come in my life, at least through recognizing when my ego is taking over. And the way I look at ego is like, it's that fight or flight mode kicking on and it's here to protect me because we kind of need it. We kind of need it. Like if you're hungry, you're starving, like you need your ego to just like do whatever the fuck it takes to get you food, right? So looking at things through a biological lens is huge. Reminding yourself that you're safe, that your next meal's in like three hours, that, that, um, that you're in this different altered state. You're in this fight or flight mode, which is normal part of human evolution. Being anxious isn't a problem. It's a normal human emotion. And that's another huge part of this, right? Being angry, being frustrated. People demonize these things like they're negative emotions. And I don't understand why we have to put these weird stigmas around everything. Emotions in and of themselves aren't bad. They're sending us signs. So your emotions you don't have to identify with. You feel anxious. It doesn't mean you're you, the person, are anxious. It just means you're feeling it in that moment. And if you just accept that for just a moment, acknowledge it, right? I feel anxious. Put a label on it and then let it go. That does not define who you are. I used to define myself as an angry person because I was so fucking bitter all the time. I was angry at the world because of things I didn't do. So in reality, I wasn't really angry at anybody outside of me. I was angry at myself because I wasn't living in a congruent state of what I said I wanted. I would say one thing, my actions did something completely different. So I challenge you, my friends, if you identify with being anxious or angry like I did or sad or frustrated, explore it. Why? Why are you feeling that way? Is it because... Um, you have been labeled like that from the medical system, tell your doctor to suck a fucking dick. And I mean that. Give yourself permission to feel whatever you have to feel. The emotion is not you. You are something completely separate. You are your own entity. Every single human, no matter what they want to admit to itself, themselves and what they actually admit to themselves, goes through this spectrum of emotions. And it's a normal thing. Anxiety, stress, sadness, anger, frustration, they're normal human emotions. We all experience them, whether people want to admit it to themselves or not. You'll never be happy all the time. I'm sorry if I just bursted your bubble. Happiness is like any other emotion. It comes and goes. Double down on it when it's here. But when it's not, acknowledge and accept the fact that these emotions are not who you are. And they're going to go. They're temporary. Every fucking human emotion is temporary. And here's why this is important. Because are you emotionally eating? I've heard dozens of people admit. I've had clients admit to me that they emotionally eat. But they use that as a limitation for themselves. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I can't, I can't stop eating like this. It's, I, I'm just an emotional eater. So? Like, you don't have to label yourself as an emotional eater. You can say, I have eight in an emotional state. I have been an emotional eater, but I am not one. When you identify with it, your brain is then going to program yourself and God, man, fuck, I might sound crazy now. That, that's you. It's not you. It's, ah, no, no. <laughs> Give yourself permission to feel shit and let it go. And then 
identify, not identify, notice the emotion. Because if when a specific emotion comes up and you claim that you're a quote unquote emotional eater, you may be emotionally eating to cope with that specific emotion because you haven't acknowledged, accepted, and faced it and understood it. I've experienced this sometimes. I used to use, do the same thing with alcohol. And this has like been a huge realization for me in the last like month or two. Actually, probably like the last six months. But it really started to hit home recently. I used to use alcohol to when I was feeling super fucking lonely. And the reason for this was because I wasn't giving myself the attention I needed. And when I was in old relationships, I would use that to kind of um, balance out the lack of uh, appreciation I, I should give myself. So I would, I would repeat the cycle over and over again. And as I got more aware of my addiction with alcohol, it started to like kind of grow bigger. So what I mean by that is it would go a little bit longer. So instead of drinking every weekend, I would go like six months before it happened again. But at the end of the day, I was feeling lonely, which led to me drinking alcohol to cope with it instead of facing it. The more I faced it, and trust me, guys, it's fucking scary to face your shit. But my God, is it revolutionary? Because once you face that in those in that one hour that it actually really bothers you, you accept it and let it go. Holy shit, does everything else get so much easier? And if you're emotionally eating right now because you're not facing whatever emotion that emotion is that causes you to eat, just face it. Just face like like notice it and like fuck if you have to eat through it go for it but like don't don't just bury it down with the food. That's all you're doing there. Face it. Look at it in the fucking eyes. Like like go, man, go eat in front of a mirror and watch yourself. Seriously, go watch yourself. Man, it was the most powerful thing I ever did with drinking. I look myself dead in the fucking eyes. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? How the fuck can you expect anybody to like or love you if you can't even do it yourself? And it's like it was like a it was like a mirrored slap in the fucking dick i'm gonna say in the face because in the penis it hurts more so notice your emotions give yourself permission to fucking feel it accept it and just let it go it's gonna come back but the more you can recognize it the more you can do something later it's like when you can identify it like i was saying earlier you can then begin to do something about it so when that shit comes up like oh shit okay so i'm feeling like for me it's like okay i'm feeling lonely again when i have the craving to drink alcohol i'm like oh shit i feel lonely again like the, the craving is now the cue for me to notice when I'm feeling lonely and when I'm not giving myself the attention, if you will, that I, that I need to give myself so I don't get back to that old state. So notice it. Identify the late. Don't identify with it. Identify what's happening and then accept it. Acknowledge it and accept it. Give yourself permission to feel whatever you have to feel. Get, and so, please hear that last part one more time. Give yourself permission to feel it. And if you have to, again, if you have to like eat your way through it, as long as you're acknowledging it, it can't be certain. So like, don't quote me or sue me over this. Um, you know, you are willingly accepting to do this if you do this this way. But like, you like eat the food, accept the emotion, go through the whole thing. You eat your bite of cake and be like, okay, I'm feeling this. It's here. It's going to allow it to be here. And I accept it. I'm still going to eat this cake, right? Okay, so two things so far. Biology, fight or flight. It's a thing. We all experience it. Human emotions, acknowledge them. Identify the emotion that you're experiencing, not with the emotion. Accept it. Give yourself permission to feel it and let it go.
And the last thing I want to talk about real quick is habits. I've talked about habits dozens of times. There's like three fucking podcast episodes on this. You guys go totally go check that out if this piques your interest. But we as humans, again, the brain, we all have the same type of brain. We all think a little bit different. We all have different perspectives, but our brains all function in a very similar way. And that's why it's cool to look at things from a biological lens. Sure, I may say one thing, you may say another, we mean different things. But at the same time, our brains are still functioning similarly enough that you can begin to dissect it from there. So our, we get into patterns. And when you begin to disrupt that pattern, you begin to do something. Our patterns are our habits. So if you have a pattern of overeating because you feel anxious. The next time that comes up and you feel anxious, go for a fucking run, go for a walk and allow the anxiety to work through the movement. Okay, because now you're disrupting the pattern. And that pattern won't continue if you disrupt it. And then the next time it pops up again, go for that walk again, move through the move through the pattern that habit. And every time it comes up from here on out, I feel anxious, I want to eat. Nope, I'm going for a walk doesn't have to be much 10 minutes is all you need. Good 10 minute walk, drink a water break, drink some water. That's why I do it on podcast. Fact. When I'm doing the podcast, I get so into it. Like I start speaking really fast. I start to like, my chest tightens up. I get a little anxious. And I'm like, I just want to get it all out. And it's kind of like me calming myself. Water is one way I disrupt my own patterns. Whenever I'm feeling anxious, like when I'm having a, a conversation with someone, especially if it's a challenging one, like I have to do it with my clients sometimes. I, oh, I'm not even kidding. Giving you guys the fucking secret to my life. I always have water on me and I take water breaks constantly throughout it while they're talking so that I can kind of center myself. You disrupt the pattern, you can change the pattern. You notice it, right? So notice the fight or flight mode when it kicks on for you. And sh guys, I'm telling you, don't sleep on it. There's a good chance you're spending a lot of your days like this. I would say I definitely used to, right? Remind yourself you're safe when that pops up. If you can recognize it, remind yourself you're safe. You're fucking safe. You're not being chased by a tiger or a lion. Food's around the corner. You're gonna be okay. Hunger is normal. You know, the person who's judging you in the corner probably it shows them more about them than it does about you right because if they're judging you then that means they have such low self-esteem that they have to bring you down so fuck them in their opinion for real like people are like oh it's like my mom my sister i'm gonna say the same thing fuck their opinion it doesn't matter because at the end of the day if someone's bringing if someone's taking the time to shit on you that means they feel so bad about themselves that they feel the need to, to drag you down with their fucking misery and we don't need that shit so remind yourself you're safe no matter what is causing you to get anxious or sad or scared or, or frustrated you're safe you're going to be okay unless you get hit by a car then you know you can't really convince yourself out of that one Next, emotions, identify them. Don't identify with them, identify them. And then you can begin to, to disrupt the pattern because emotions are a pattern. You get into a, a pattern of being anxious. You get into a pattern of being sad or mad. You can get into a pattern of being happy as fuck. And this is something I've been working on tremendously in the last few years. I used to be such a miserable prick. But like, you would never guess it now. People don't know how anxious and introverted I used to be because I've been working on it day in and day out for the last two fucking years. And I ain't going to stop because I enjoy being this, this improved, better version of myself, because I still have all the benefits of who I used to be. But like, evolved, I'm like Charizard, like the OG holographic Charizard card. It's like badass. And it just keeps getting better because it ages like a fine wine, right? So guys, I hope you guys took some of this episode, if you guys took any value from this. And like, I I'm applying this to overeating but like fuck this could be 
anything. I think these three points when it comes to overeating, um, like any kind of addictive tendency that you want to break are huge. Like just noticing your biology is kicking on your fight or flight mode, acknowledging it, reminding yourself you're safe, noticing the fact that you have emotions and you, you like every other human being are going to experience all of them. So give yourself permission to feel those emotions, go through it, experience it. It's a part of life and just let it go, acknowledge it and accept it. And then pay attention to your habits or your patterns. These patterns need to be disrupted. The, the, when you can disrupt them, man, you can create new and better ones. And if you want to learn more about habits, I did a whole podcast episode on that. So every time you want to overeat, go for a fucking walk set, drink a bunch of water instead. That's why I did a whole, I did, I did like three episodes on this too. My fat loss pillars. I have a hard fucking rule, especially when I'm losing weight, but I give it to my clients too. Whenever you're hungry, drink water first and see what happens. Because you can create a new pattern that when you're hungry, you drink water. And maybe it's dehydration, not your, um, you're not hungry. So guys, if you took any value from this episode and you want to help support the podcast, please share us on um, social media, tag your boy on Instagram at Tyler underscore Egan. Um, I'm on basically all platforms. Links are in the show notes. Uh, what was the, what's the thing? Oh, leave a rate review on iTunes. I'll see you motherfuckers in the next episode. Peace.